Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into The Drive inside the Auburn Network studios on ESPN 1067. Usually The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. Today it's got a little bit different cast for you. We got Jack Hudden here and we've also got Coach Don Dunn sitting beside me here to take us through both hours of The Drive. Love to take your calls today on the Drive hotline, the Skybar hotline that is at 334-321-1390. It's uh it's been a full week already, coach, and I'm sure you got a couple of thoughts as to what's going on behind the scene recruiting wise. We're going to talk recruiting with football, basketball, we may even do a little water polo, just whatever we want to talk about there today. You go. There coach, you go. how are you? I'm doing good, Jack. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Look forward to it and uh yeah, exciting time. You know, this should kind of be almost a downtime with only recruiting and basketball, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. Auburn is playing so well. Auburn High had a big win. Uh, the women's last week beating LSU, yep. unbelievable. Has another big game, I believe, at, uh, with Alabama this weekend. So it's an exciting time. And then Auburn's home again. Then they go to Alabama next Wednesday, which is always a tough and environment but what an exciting time to be an Auburn Tiger man just about in any sport right now you're really getting into uh, kind of the, the right crux around the of corner it, man baseball's around the corner I don't know um if how much you've listened to us but you know I'm a big baseball guy so yeah. I could talk about that for hours man but yeah we're going we're here we'll talk let's let's get into first off Don um you know how let's talk about this recruiting cycle for the Tigers so I know that you and Bill have discussed this a little bit but um, I hadn't really had been able to hear your thoughts on this yet. So, recruiting wise, what does it? What's it like for a coach when you get into this uh, this month of the year? It's January, and so a lot of people are thinking, "Hey, you're kind of starting to take things off, and you're revamping." That's not the case, is it? No, not at all. It's changed so much, Jack, since when I coached. You know, my last year at Auburn was '08. We had a uh, defined recruiting period. The signing date was in February, usually the first Wednesday in February. Then it was kind of downtime. But now with the portal, with uh, with all this stuff going on, it's every day. I've talked to a couple of my buddies that are still in the profession. They have no time off. That's why they say coaching in the pros is easier than coaching in the college level. Now, I know these guys are paid well, but still, you know, they have no time off. And right now they're grinding uh, in the portal, and because Alabama has a coaching change, I think it was a 30-day period. Yep. Now if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, they're going to have a 30-day period. So there's some good players out there yep. that people are trying to get. Plus, you're still in the high school, uh, you know, recruiting season. So 
it's 24-7, seven days a week, and you better have somebody that's that's all they do is watch the portal. And when, when a kid declares, you have to get on him immediately. Uh, five or six hours is too late because everybody in the country is after the good players in the portal. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and especially I also want to get into you know, the ramifications on that for all sports. And so, I mean, you're looking in the portal right now, and – I was, I was heard somebody talking today, I think it was on the, the Next Round Live podcast, but they were talking about how it's so much different with these portal kids because you usually have maybe a year or two or even more to get to know these kids. Now you've got about five or six days before these guys tend to be getting into their top schools. So, I mean, you know, and I'm sure that's different from when you were coming oh, yeah. up as well. Yes, uh, it's tough. H- how do you know what type of person you're getting, you know, character-wise? work ethic. Uh, yeah, they're great athletes probably, but just because they're at Alabama doesn't mean that they're a great person. And I hate to say that, but that is the worst poison that you can get on a team. If you get the wrong guy in your program, he's going to disrupt the locker room. He's going to be negative off the field, away from the locker room. You have to have that, you know, just the, the perfect setup. And you look at these good teams and you hear about chemistry I remember in 04 when we were undefeated, had the best team that I've ever coached on or been around. We had the greatest locker room, the greatest kids. We never had any problems. They all got along. They cared about each other, and that is so important, and the leadership. So, yeah, it's tough. I don't know how you – you know, when the, the old days when we recruited a kid, we recruited them, you know, a year, year and a half, got to know the families, the, the brothers, the sisters, the grandpas, the coaches – and when you got to do it in 24 hours sometimes, you know, good luck and just hope you get the right one. I was going to say, and if, if you say anything that might be off the rails even once, you can kiss it goodbye, it almost seems like now, that you got just so limited time to talk with these right. guys. And, you know, they're so sensitive and entitlement, like we talk about. You can tell I'm old school <laughs> and an old, an old person. <laughs> you did it. You see, you did it both both ways uphill in the snow, didn't you? Oh, That's, yeah. Hey, oh, you yeah. go back to saying Ten miles that. each way. <laughs> hey, 334-321-1390, the number to reach us. If you're just listening in, Jack Hudden and Don Dunn with you today in place of Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. Bill um, off on vacation, Dan doing his thing with Troy women's basketball. And then Jacob Goins, who you just heard on on the line a moment ago, going over to call Lee Scott basketball tonight. They got a big one going on. And so love to have you be a part of the action here on the drive. 334-321-1390 once again is the number to reach us. We are talking about a little bit of recruiting, Coach Dunn, and wanted to get into um, I, I, you know, we talked about the portal. Let's get into some of these guys in 2025. So over the last few days, of course, Alabama has been a team that has started to have some guys start to look elsewhere in that portal. And you mentioned the 30-day window, right? Uh, you know, after Coach Saban leaves and you get Coach DeBoer coming in. Uh, so, I mean, some of these guys are bigger names that Auburn has seen before. Of course, Auburn just lands Antonio Kite, the big top 150 DB a couple of years ago. And then Alabama, some of these 25 guys, a Zion Grady decommits. Big, mm-hmm. strong side defensive mm-hmm. end, I believe, yep. um, who is, who's going to be a big Auburn target. Just, you know, I mean, your, your reaction to what's been going on. Right. Well, you days. know, the, the nice thing, Jack, is most of these kids we recruited. So we do know something about the Alabama kids. I doubt there's anybody in the portable, in the portable, in the portal that we did not recruit, possibly even had on an official visit. The coaches, I know, had contact with them before they signed with Alabama. 
And a lot of them, it came down to us in Alabama. So that is a plus. Like when, if Michigan opens, we may not know those kids as well as we do the kids at Alabama. So I think it's a great time for us to jump in there and get the guys that we want or try to get the guys we want. Can't get all of them. Yeah. And some of them will change their mind and go back. Uh, I'm sure they're, you know, the new coaches at Alabama are re-recruiting their team, and that's another thing that I never had to deal with. You have to re-recruit your own players every day, and that's tough. And it's so interesting, too, you know, with with Kalen DeBoer coming down from Washington, you would think that, okay, he's going to have a couple of guys follow him, and, and that's not even the case. You know, you're starting to look at, okay, well, I'm, I'm wanting something new entirely. So I'm sure that there's, you know, prior relationships that are going on with coaches at other schools where – I looked at them. I was recruited by them. They finished number two for me, and I'm right. now he's at another school even. So all sorts of variation that right. can happen, I'm sure. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening, and it will continue to happen. Go look at a couple other guys that coming out of the portal from Alabama, of course. Uh, you know, we mentioned Antonio Kite a moment ago. You also have the receiver Isaiah Bond, who's mm-hmm. committed to Texas now. Um, looking down the list here, Roydell Williams, guy who started for those that tied last year, he commits to Florida State. And so, you know, I mean, it's it's not just also you're getting guys going out of the SEC now, which is another thing that is going to be happening. In fact, so just a lot of moving parts around this Alabama roster got to wonder who they're going to bring in to replace all that. Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. And uh, I know if you're an Alabama fan, you're on pins and needles, but uh, too bad. It hadn't been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll go with. Hadn't been that bad for Auburn yet. Uh, did want to mention also Caleb Downs, the other big right. name in the portal right. for, for Alabama as well. Um, so a lot going on with the Alabama roster. We probably need to talk about this Auburn roster, though, and and get into more some of these transfers as well. Did want to mention, by the way, though, um, today's today's drive sponsored by, of course, the phone line sponsored by Skybar three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Also, our podcast and our text box today sponsored by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. If you'd like to text a question or comment to us, hit us up on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You can text three three four five six four eighteen forty. And daily podcasts of the drive are also presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. An Alabama-based firm now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Coach Dunn, any more reaction to um, anything going on with recruiting this week? We're going to get to Justin Ferguson in a moment on the next segment. And I want to get his thoughts on recruiting, but I also wanted to talk a little bit to you about basketball last night. Auburn gets the big win over Vanderbilt, 80-65. to Coach, that's a tough gym to go up and play. That in. is a weird place to play. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, From what I've heard from uh, you know some of the players in the past, the shooting is kind of off the uh, – I don't know. And the floor is what raised, like six feet. Yes, yeah, so how they the have benches it. Are I on think the it's ends. a very long gym also. Yeah. So it looks like really an old church up. or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, you raise up the floor, of course. Um, and the, the goals, I think the other thing with it is they hang down from the ceiling. Right. So it's like a high school gym yeah, where you got the, the poles holding it up. It ain't a – And the benches are in the, in the end zone. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
So it's it's a weird gym, definitely to go in. And yeah, play I for watched the first, the first half, and uh, you know it's close for a little while, and then you know they just dominated and took over. And I think the one young man hit a hundred percent on his shots. Yes, uh, Jalen Williams yeah, Jay, is, yeah. has started wow. to really come alive for wow. the Auburn for the Auburn hoop squad. They're playing really well. Yes, they and are. Defense travels. Coach Tuberville always used to say that. Seems and, to be the case in a lot Coach of different Pearl's sports. Pearl's done a great job with defense. Yes, he has. And, he certainly uh, has. That you can always win with good defense once again 334-321-1390 the number to reach us love to have you be a part of the action did want to mention by the way we're going to get into justin ferguson here in our second segment we'll give him a ring at 415 to get his thoughts on what he saw up at nashville as well as talk about this recruiting cycle also going to be our tigers takes uh, tiger takes day we'll have dylan cardwell on at 530 to talk about the same thing so we'll get to hear from another guy that had a big night last night dylan cardwell looking forward uh, to hearing from those guys coming up on the show um, give us a call once again, 334-321-1390. Love to hear from you on the drive. Let's go ahead. I tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, take an early break here, and we'll call. Um, we'll we'll get – well, let's do this. Let's go to Dak on the phone lines really quickly. We'll get Dak. We'll take a break, and then we'll get to Justin Ferguson. But let's go to the phone lines. Dak's on the line. Hey, Dak, how are you? Hey, guys. Good to hear you today. Yeah, it was a good win last night. Uh, I thought uh, for the first time in a long time we – that's the only time I remember us dominate at Nashville at Vanderbilt. Uh, but I wonder, guys, did you hear uh, Coach Pearl's uh, remarks after the game? Uh, do you have any idea what that might have been about? It seemed like he was kind of irritated a little bit. Yeah, and I think this is I think this is something that Coach, as a, as a former coach, I want your thoughts on this, but. <laughs> Pearl's comments after the game seemed to suggest that he still wasn't happy because he said the phrase, I'm, I'm not happy with the win. Um, well, yeah. And I think and, and not only that, he was praising uh, Williams and uh, what was the other one? Uh, he, he, you know, he talked really highly, praised two guys, and then he said, I wish I could get all the others on the same page as them two. And he and he kind of said something else about it too. I wonder if something happened or or what he was unhappy about. But you know, as far as the game though, it, it looked like everything was going our way. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I, I only watched the first half, but uh, I think he's coaching, and by that I mean they're doing so well. It would be so easy to get complacent, start you know, uh, patting themselves on the back. I think that's a sign of a good coach. They're never going to yeah. be happy. The great coaches are never happy. Uh, I remember a story about Adolph Rupp. I, you know, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. When I was a little kid, they played a guy a team, and the guy had six points at halftime, and Kentucky was up by about 30. And Rupp said, I don't know who's uh, guarding so-and-so, but he's killing us. He's got six points. Yeah. So I think Coach <laughs> Pearl's just being a great yeah. coach. And you can't yeah. let up well, on him. You can't let up. That's right. That's right. But the interview with Paul Allen is what I'm talking about after the game, and he, uh, uh, it was just, it, it almost was like he, he went in depth talking about those two not being selfish, and and didn't care who scored. He went and then he went into, you know, I wish I had others like them, and and he kind of made a couple of comments. I wonder if I just wonder if something took place that he was not happy about at some point during the game. But anyway, guys, good to hear from you, man. I'm gonna hang up and listen. 
Yeah, appreciate it, Dak. Hey, 334-321-1390, the number to reach us. Once again, we're going to have Justin Ferguson come on here uh, in just a few moments to talk this Auburn basketball victory as well as we'll get into a couple recruiting thoughts. Uh, and so uh, let's take our first break here on The Drive, and then we'll be right back with Ferg after these messages. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 106.7. And back on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Well, back inside the Auburn Network studios, ESPN 1067's The Drive. Today with Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn sitting courtside here, if you will. Bill Cameron out on leave today, as well as Dan Peck off doing some Troy women's basketball. Jacob Goins over doing Lee Scott. So they called in the fourth stringers, Coach. That's they called right. us in, baby. That's right. Came out of retirement. We're going to earn some PT today. <laughs> uh, hey, let's head to the phone lines, though. Got a special guest on the line we want to talk to. Justin Ferguson, who joins us uh, via – are you in Nashville, Ferg? Is that where you are now, or are you headed back? Uh, I'm, 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 in, I'm in Auburn. I, I couldn't make the trip up to Nashville this, this time uh, because the roads were just so bad. So That's yeah, right. Back in, back in Auburn and, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to the pretty big weekend coming up here for Auburn for basketball and, and several other sports too. Absolutely, Ferg. So let's get your initial thoughts uh, on last night's game. What did you see that you liked from Auburn last night? Of course, uh, thought Jalen Williams played very well. You get some good minutes from Dylan Cardwell. Just your overall reaction to to what happened in in Vandy, a, a really tough place to win, to win a basketball game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that Auburn scored eighty points against a really slow offense from Vanderbilt, I thought was a really good sign. You know, it, this was a phenomenal game from from Jalen Williams. Um, like you said. Didn't miss a shot. He continues this super hot streak that he's been on here recently. And I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, Auburn does a really good job of when they have a clear advantage in a matchup, they hammer it pretty well. This game, it was the fact that, you know, hey, Vanderbilt didn't have a true center. So Dylan Carwell and Jani Broom both had fantastic games and, you know, thought they played well. Fouled too much in the second half. You know, sent guys to the free throw line. Bruce Pearl wasn't happy about that. Uh, but, when you win by 15 on the road in a place where you don't have a ton of success uh, historically, it's 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 a good game. And I thought, you know, you score 80, you beat Vanderbilt on the road, and there's a number of ways where you could point to this game and say, hey, Auburn could have been a lot better in those areas. I think it's just a sign of a team that, you know, is playing really, really well. But I think they've got a ways to go before they hit their ceiling, which I think is a really good sign. Thought uh, the Auburn guards once again played a game that you know it's not it's not necessarily a flashy game by the guards last night. It's just it continues to be an offense <laughs> full of assists and not very full of turnovers. Absolutely, yeah, I know. And last night they uh, did a really good job. I thought of playing defense as well. Um, you look at Ezra Mannion who hit the game winner against Auburn last year. Tyron Lawrence, who obviously has been a thorn in Auburn side for years now. Neither of them played particularly effective on that end of the floor. And I think, you know, look at look at the Auburn's SEC win so far, going back to the Arkansas game. You know, they have really done a good job of shutting down um, some really high-powered backcourts. And I think that, you know, a lot of credit goes to these guys that are playing well, even when their shots aren't falling. You know, like, didn't get a ton of scoring last night from Denver Jones or Chad Baker-Mazar or you know, Trey Donaldson. But yet, they continue to work really, really hard on the defensive end of the floor. Assist to turnover ratio – Still strong, still in the positives in this game, even though they didn't have a ton of assists. I thought Auburn did a good job of taking care of the ball for most of the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, again, that's another sign of how good this thing could get for Auburn here. 
moving forward is that you play as well as you did without getting a ton of production scoring-wise from your backcourt. Um, again, that's, a, that's another sign that I think this team's got a good ways to go. Ferg, you're starting to get – uh, you start to get a little bit antsy about this team's chances down the stretch. I know that there's a lot of chatter out there right now going on about, you know, Auburn, this may be one of Bruce Pearl's teams, best teams ever. This may be a team that could sneak up on a championship run this year. I mean, what do you think? Are you are you, uh, are you you on that train yet, or are you are you pumping the brakes some? You know, I, I think there's, there's plenty of reasons to look at this team and think, hey, why not Auburn? I mean, I think there's not an ultra-dominant team in the SEC this year. I think Auburn is very balanced. Um, you know, they have in Kimpon, they have a top ten offense, top ten defense. There's only one other team in the country that can say that, and it's Arizona. I think Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, a lot of the teams that are going to compete with Auburn for an SEC title. Um, they're all really, really good, uh, but they all have you know, kind of, kind of some obvious weaknesses. Auburn's a little bit more balanced. Um, you know, plays well on both ends of the floor. And you know, here's the other thing: Auburn's four and zero now in SEC play. Um, the last two times they've been four and zero to start it start the season in SEC play they've won a title so I mean this this team does have that look early on which I think is a great sign hey Justin uh Don Dunn how you doing buddy I'm doing well coach how are you hey I appreciate all you do I really enjoy your work uh, you do an excellent job a hey, quick question we had a caller earlier ask about Bruce Pearl's comments after the game which I did not hear that he was unhappy and mentioned maybe some unselfishness did did you catch that on the uh interview after the game yeah absolutely yeah bruce uh you know with the, on the radio he, he seemed pretty upset with the way Auburn played the second half when he talked to us after the game the reporters he was a little bit more measured right so, yeah he said you know he felt like some guys you know played a little too selfishly didn't want to pass the ball at times kind of went hunting for their own shots a little bit more <laughs> um and i think i think that's one of those things that they're going to keep trying to combat against uh you know you look at some of these second halves auburn's had when they've been blowing these teams out they haven't been playing as well for all 40 minutes. And one of those things is Bruce Pearls will really want to hammer on his team. Like, hey, we need to play the, our style for all 40 minutes. If they do that, they can beat a lot of teams. So I think yeah. it was a learning experience yeah, for that's, these young guys. That's sure. the way I took it without knowing. Uh, I, I call it coaching. You know, you, you don't want to get complacent, uh, even though they had the big first half. And, uh, you know, you look around, there was a lot of teams ahead in the first half last night. And, it got close in the second. Kentucky had a big lead. They cut it to like four right out of the gate. And so it's a tough, tough game and a long season, and we just got to keep keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that, that really stands out about this team right now is that they are in a – they're at a part of the season where a lot of really good ranked teams are losing to unranked teams. And Auburn keeps winning by double digits. And, yeah, the A&M game, the LSU game, a little bit of the Vanderbilt game last night, you know, those teams threaten to kind of make it close. But I think this Auburn team's done a really good job that I think when they kind of square up in the final seconds of a, uh, you know, in the final minutes of the second half, they can, they can close the door. And that was something that we didn't see as much from the team last season. Right. I think they've got a, got a little bit more of a killer instinct, and I think Bruce really likes to see that. He just wants to see it probably a little bit more earlier in the second half. Yeah, for sure. Talking with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Ferg, appreciate you taking some time here with us with uh, with Coach and I today. Let's get your thoughts real quick before we let you go. Uh, let's get your thoughts on recruiting right now for this Auburn football team. So, uh, Coach and I talked about this a tad bit, but, of course, you've seen almost what seems to be a mass exodus from Alabama right now. Uh, Auburn's mm-hmm. taking advantage, of course, with Antonio Kite. And you got a couple other names in the portal that Auburn it seems to be after right now. What can you tell us going on behind the scenes? 
Yeah, no, I think Auburn's doing a really good job of continuing to stay on um, some guys here in the portal and, and, and just doing a good job of addressing some needs. I think when you look at some of the guys they've picked up here, you know, in the portal where it's, you know, Jaron Thompson, who looks like a guy who can play safety, you know, start for you right away. Got a couple of defensive linemen, a ton of experience, pretty pretty good rotation pieces there. You get a potential start and left tackle, um, you know, for you out of the portal, you know, continuing to get wide receiver talent and elsewhere. I think, I think they're doing a good job. It's not a flashy transfer class, but I think it's a pretty effective one uh, for Auburn because they're filling needs, and they've still got some room to, to play around. And like you said, yeah, Alabama's uh, you know coming coming open here with the portal. There's some Washington guys in the portal as well, just because of the things that have opened up Arizona as well. So you know, I think Auburn's doing a really good job of addressing needs, uh, and also you know just you know getting guys that I think you know when you look at a dude like Rico Walker, or like Antonio Kite, who just who just signed, you're getting dudes who are going to be around for a few few years. So. You're continuing to backfill. You're continuing to get young talent, you know, moving forward. So Auburn's not going to go full Ole Miss and rebuild through the portal. You know, Freeze has made it clear he wants to do it through the high school ranks. But I think he's doing a good job of filling some immediate needs. And also, he's just getting some guys who have got talent and, and several years of eligibility remaining. Again, talking with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Got a guy, well, got about a minute left in this segment. So um, really quickly, just wanted to ask you also, of course, I think the big the big news still in this 2024 class is going to be, uh, of course, you've got Ryan Williams, but anybody else that Auburn has taken a stab at? Have you have you heard anything, I guess, behind the scenes as to, is Auburn really after anybody else in this 24 class, or are they kind of putting all their eggs in, in this basket? It does seem like it's kind of Ryan Williams or bust in this 24 class at this point for Auburn. I think they've done a really good job of getting a lot of other beats, and it's just it's been kind of full-blown to, hey, let's go to 2025 big recruiting weekend this past weekend they got some more guys on you know visits this weekend um they're gonna you know guys are going out on the trail you know, auburn's got a top five class right now early in the 2025 cycle they're going to continue to stay on it and i think in 2024 obviously it's it's definitely ryan williams and and you know they're putting they're putting a lot of effort into it and i think you know the fact that he decommitted after saving retired i think that's a good sign for auburn um, because it's obviously easier to you know make a flip happen when when a guy's already you know backed off his pledge to a place like Alabama. So it should be a really really interesting you know stretch run here for Auburn in recruiting. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, tell us how everybody can check you out one more time, and we'll let you go. Yep, AuburnObserver.com. Uh, it's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to subscribe. All of our newsletters, all of our podcasts, come straight to your email inbox on Auburn football, men's basketball, and. Uh, yeah, uh, we got a ton of stuff going on and have a pretty busy weekend coming up, so it's a great time to subscribe, AuburnObserver.com. Appreciate your time, Ferg. We'll get uh, we'll, we'll let you go, and we'll get back uh, to we'll get back. We'll let's get back to it there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure y'all heard the horns in the background for basketball practice, but I, I appreciate y'all having me on. Fantastic. All right, once again, that's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open on the Skybar phone line. We'll go ahead and get to our bottom-of-the-hour break here on the drive. When we come back, we'll get into a little bit of coordinator talk with Coach Don Dunn and myself. Once again, Jack Hudden and Don Dunn here in place of Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on the drive. We'll be right back inside the Auburn Network Studios. The drive on ESPN 106.7 rolls on. 
Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. On the air on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn, Opelika. Online at ESPNAU.com. On the ESPN 106.7 app. And with the ESPN 106.7 Alexa skill. We'll have uh, Tiger Takes a little bit later in the day. Where we'll be talking with Dylan Cardwell at 5.30. Tiger Takes proudly presented each uh, Thursday at 5.30 by Alsobrook Law Group. On the web at alsolaw.com. Thanks to Alsobrook Law Group for their support of Tiger Takes here on The Drive. If you'd like uh, to text us a question or comment, you can hit us up on The Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors at 334-564-1840. And then daily podcast of The Drive presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. An Alabama-based firm now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn filling in for Bill Cameron and Dan Peck today. Bill out on leave. Dan going with the Troy women's basketball squad. Uh, Not sure who they've got tonight, but I know that he'll be on the call uh, up in Sunbelt territory. So Jack Hudden, Coach Don Dunn sitting in here with you. Coach, let's uh, let's, let's dive into something else. We've talked a little football recruiting. We've talked some basketball. Let's get into what this 2024 Auburn football team could look like uh, in the coaching ranks. So, of course, Auburn brings in offensive coordinator Derek Nix. And they think we thinking that he's going to be coaching running backs as well, which he's normally been a part of. Right. Uh, but I think I'm also interested in what's going to happen with the defensive coordinator position. You know, there's been some noise about a couple of different names. A Chris Kiffin, who's currently mm-hmm. with the Texans, who right. they're in that playoff run. And then another name that's come to light the last few days, DJ Durkin, former mm-hmm. Maryland coach. Right. And, and you mentioned he's had a little bit of something going on with history up there. And I think he was the head coach at the time Maryland had all that happen. Yeah, so your, I don't know. The, I do not know the uh, the whole situation. I don't think it was NCAA related. I could be wrong. I don't want to comment because I don't know. But yeah, he he's a good coach, uh, well respected with his coaching ability. Uh, Kiffin, you know, great name in in football. Uh, the only thing with him, if I don't think they can talk to him legally until after the the pro season's over so if they keep winning that's going to make it longer you would like to have them in place i would think you know the next week or so but maybe not but those are two names that i heard today also two good names uh and i'm sure coach freeze has some other guys in his in his uh back pocket uh nicks is a good hire a great recruiter i've known him and his brother for years uh you know being at old miss with coach tuberville that was a name in Mississippi. He played at Southern, and uh, I, I hear nothing but great, uh, great things about him and his recruiting. And he has been a running back coach, which is a plus too. Yeah, filled to the brim is his, is his recruiting list, and and you're starting to look at how Auburn's filling out this staff now, and and. It's obvious to me that the focus is on recruiting. You've yes. got guys on the defensive side of the ball, like a Charles Kelly that you bring in, who 
you know, he's he's the top recruiter in the in the country last year in two four seven, or at least yeah. that was the title that was given to him. Um, you know, you're you're moving up a guy in Kent Austin who mm-hmm. is supposed to be a really good quarterback mind at least, and right. so I think there's some balance happening with recruiters and really good coaches on. Yeah, this staff. I, I agree, and I think Coach Freeze is comfortable with these people. You know, when you go into a job, you know sometimes you have to keep people that's already there on the staff. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't for whatever reason. But that is, you know, that he's the head coach. He makes those tough decisions. Uh, but I think he's very comfortable with, with who he has, with who he's hired, and who he will hire. But the bottom line, what you said, is recruiting. Uh, my grandfather always said no donkey, and he didn't say donkey, has ever won <laughs> – the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. So it is players. And you can be the greatest coach in the world, but you got to have players. Now, coaching is so important, knowing what to do with these great players, which I know Coach Freeze can do. And all these guys are good coaches, too, from what I understand. So, yeah, it seems like So it. it's a win-win. We just got to get two more, I think, two more coaches, and then we'll be set and going to spring ball and then – the excitement will be building again before we know it. Yeah, I think, and you're looking, and you mentioned you're looking at two more coaching staff hires uh, that, that you're trying to go after now. Of course, Auburn has already filled that defensive backs coach with Wesley McGriff, but uh, it does open up a position that that is is left vacated by Zach Etheridge. Um, and then, of course, the running back coach is going to be a Cadillac Williams. And so, you know, where do you think Auburn goes uh, outside? You know, wh- what kind of position are you going to be opening up? Of course, um, you're going to have the defensive coordinator position that's right. going to be filled. But, you know, wh- where do you go if you're Auburn in, you know, plugging these specific guys into staff? Well, you know, it depends on how they divide it up. You know, you can have a corners coach and a safeties coach. You could have a defensive end coach, a, quote, inside defensive tackles a coach, you could have two coaches on the D-line. You could have an uh, outside linebacker coach. I mean, there's a lot of ways coach can, uh, you know, switch his staff up. But I, I, I think they'll uh, get another guy to help coordinate us, from what I understand, on defense. And I'm, I'm sure Coach Freeze is going to take over the offense full-time as much as possible and then let Austin and, and Nick's, you know, have a lot of input. I don't know if they'll have a title as – co-coordinators on offense I don't know but there's a lot of ways he can divide his staff up and you know a lot of a lot of positions have just one guy but it's kind of unusual now to have one guy in the secondary because it's so much specialized now you yeah. know you have a nickel package you have a rush package you have a prevent package you have a blitz package you have safeties that can switch up and be outside linebackers and true corners and it's a lot of a lot of pieces to the puzzle, but he'll figure it out. Yeah, it's always been kind of that way, of course. But then you're starting to look at. I mean, you're hearing new terms that that have always been called one thing, and now they're just being called something different. You'll have a jack linebacker or right. a Mike or right. an edge. You know, right. these are positions that existed. And they're being called something completely yeah, different now. Exactly. So it, it kind of does mirror a lot of defenses. Yeah, of now they too. call them rush ins and yeah. you know drop ins and. You know, I'm so old, we called them tackles and ends. And that's, you know, and, but it's changed. And with the spread offense, and uh, that's changed a lot on defense, you know, the terminology, the type of kid you have, and where they play and how they play in space. Cause you have, you can't just have four down, you know, old time D linemen that can't run, can't drop, can't rush the passer. So 
it specialized a lot also with, like you said, the terminology. How do you go about identifying a player that can play multiple positions along a, a group of players? And what I mean by that, I guess, is, you know, you bring in a guy that's kind of a tweener on the defensive line, a tackle or an end, or he's maybe a rush guy. How do you go about finding somebody like that that, that you think, okay, we can mold this clay in any way we want to. We just got to pick where we want to, what we want to do with him. Yeah, I think the number one thing he has to be a good athlete, and I, we always like guys that played other sports. Uh, very, very seldom can you find a defensive say lineman that just plays tackle. Uh, you know, is he a nose guard type like the old days where he's just a fire plug? Uh, is he a three technique where he's a little bit bigger, more agile? You can't do that nowadays with the, the change in the offense. So I, we always like to get kids that played more than one sport. Uh, example that we had was Jay Ratliff. If oh, you yeah. remember Jay. Jay came as a tight end. Uh, we moved him to defensive end. He wasn't very happy. Then we moved him his senior year to D-tackle with me, and he was very unhappy. But he played, I think, seven or nine years in the pros, and I think he signed for $7 million. But he had great hips, great athlete, uh, flexible. Uh, Reggie White was an example when I was a GA at Tennessee. He could get his hips turned and walk in between a very narrow space, flexibility. And he was a great basketball player, uh, track guys. We, I think you have to have the multiple sports, and that's why I think it's so wrong for a parent or a high school coach to say, look, you can only play baseball, you can only play basketball, you can only play football. That is ridiculous, in my opinion, and it hurts the kid and it hurts the other sports and it hurts the high schools. Absolutely. You're looking at good athletes and being able to see them in any place. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I bring that up, and I know we got to get to a break here in a minute, but I bring that up because I think there are a few guys on this Auburn roster coming up this next year that that you can describe as a tweener almost. You know, a Keldrick Falk is a good example. Right. He's, he's going to he's a strong side in for the most part, but we're think you know you think about bringing him inside now that your defensive tackle depth is is maybe not as good as it was last year. You know, that's the kind of thing. Just wanted your thoughts on very quickly. Yeah, they can adapt and. Uh... Uh, they're going to get bigger and stronger. You know, the, the good thing about nowadays with all the nutrition, the, the you know, the weight programs, the uh, like I said, the nutrition, the, the all the resources that we have with our new facility and getting them in the program. And I, I, that's why I think it's so important to get them here as early as you can, you know, in January. I know the portal is going to end soon, but we got to get them in as soon as we can. Uh but yeah, they can grow into that. Or and but when you got a kid that can play on the edge, it's easier to move him inside than from inside outside, because he's a better athlete anyway if he's out there on the edge. Jack Hudden, Coach Don Dunn, with you here on the drive on ESPN 106.7. Need to get to a break. We'll come right back and we'll keep talking about this. Also, love to take your calls three three four three two one thirteen ninety on the Skybar phone lines right here on ESPN 106.7's The Drive. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. 
Welcome back to The Drive in the Auburn Network Studios, ESPN 1067. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn filling in for Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. Bill out today uh, on leave as well as Dan Peck going off doing Troy women's basketball tonight. So wishing both of them luck getting back, wishing them a very well-rested break. And uh, Coach, we were talking a little bit beforehand about defensive the defensive line and the strategy that you guys uh did kind of stuck to when you were going through coaching mm-hmm. um i wanted to use that as as something for our listeners to go back to and say you know knowing that about defensive linemen about how they're becoming guys who can play all over the line now how does that change how you might counter that as as an offensive mind you know the offensive line How's the game different now than, than it may have been even a few years ago? Well, I think the offensive tackles are a lot different. Uh, if you notice, they are taller, uh, more athletic, because they have to take on those speed guys, those edge rushers who are so athletic. you got to have great, great feet. you got to be able to kick back, quickness, hand speed, and force that guy to the outside. So I'd say your most athletic people – now have to be your offensive tackles and then the inside guys the guards you know if you do a lot of pulling counters traps things like that they got to be able to move and your center like we were talking it has changed he has to be able to snap the football because everybody's in shotgun that has changed over the last 10 years uh like we were talking i played center so the only time i ever long snap was punts field goals and extra points but it's tough when you got to call out the front identify the safeties the mike linebacker and now you have to snap that ball without looking and you know we saw the problems in the championship playoffs and it was very unfortunate but that's a tough deal but i would say back to your question your more athletic people on the offensive line have to be your tackles absolutely and it makes a whole lot of sense you know with guys being more like you say more on an island nowadays where You've got the rush in coming way around the pocket, trying to beat them around the outside, and you're getting that left tackle or the right tackle in left-handed QBs. Right. You're getting them stepping out and having to be, like you say, on an island like yeah. that. It, it's almost like the corner and wide receiver interaction. Yeah, they, they have to have great hips and, and, and bend. By that, I mean they can't get their weight too forward. They have to have a good base. It's it's a it's a tough – that, that, that kick step so important and uh, – Strong. They have to be strong in the arms because they, they'll get their arms just knocked down. The guy will run right by them. We're talking some X's and O's here on the drive. We'll talk some Jimmy's and Joe's here in just a moment. Hey, did want to mention before we get to break, 334-321-1390 is the number to reach us on the Sky Bar sponsored phone line. There's also a text box where you can text or question a comment to us. You can hit us up on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors at 334-564-1840. Daily podcast of the drive are also presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors and Alabama-based firm now hiring for great skilled trade positions call 334-209-6355 to learn more and on the air on ESPN 1067 in Auburn Opelika you're also listening online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app previewing the second hour of today's drive we're going to talk to Dylan Cardwell of the Auburn basketball team as they go up to Nashville and get a big win last night 80 to 65 we talked a little bit about that uh, momentarily coach uh, just just to, to give you one more chance here 
I thought this was a really impressive win by the Auburn team, not necessarily because of the opponent, but the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know very well firsthand the environment has so much to do with momentum and, and how that affects a game. Yeah, and I'm anxious to hear what the young man has to say. It's so unusual a place to play, and they've been pretty tough. They're always tough there at, at their home. But, yeah, and I, I'm sure, Coach, uh, they had a shoot-around, I would hope, you know, sometimes they don't. They just go and play. But with an unusual situation and setup, I'm sure they had a shoot-around and a walk-through. Had a, it's some interesting – it's just a very interesting layout of a gym. Kind of, a, you know, you and I were talking before the show, but a little bit longer gym. You get the, the bleachers don't go up as high. They go way far back. You get the raised floor. Yeah. The, the goals that come down with the poles that are holding it up from the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, it's just an odd environment yeah. to play. And then not to mention – the benches in the end zones that yeah, you get. Yeah, that's got to be crazy. Thing. And I noticed last night Coach Pearl got run over almost by an official. He was out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen up there yeah, at Memorial yeah. Gymnasium. Yeah, now they let them come, I think, to the, almost the middle of the floor where they didn't before. Yeah. Just to coach, the yeah. head coach. Yeah, and I think – And then you got to be able to communicate back to your bench, which is – it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's different. It's certainly a different environment yeah. up there in Nashville. Uh, got a couple more. Got a couple more seconds here on this segment before we get to break. Once again, three three four three two one thirteen ninety is a number to reach us. Tell you what, um, let's get to break coming up here shortly. Got day. Got well. So we got it. We got a hard break coming up here in a few minutes. So. Um, Really quick thoughts. I know we, we did talk about basketball. Let's go back to football mm-hmm. very quickly before we get to another caller here in the end here. Mm-hmm. You excited about this year, man? I know we got a lot yeah. coming up. Yeah, uh, excited with the new teams coming in. Uh, it's going to be exciting for our fans to travel to some places they haven't been and to have some teams they hadn't seen. Just getting stronger and stronger. And with Coach Saban leaving and, and the great recruiting class we're having, I mean, you got to be excited. I think you are excited about it. Oklahoma coming in. You know, you got Nick Saban out for the first time, so going to be an interesting feel. We're out of time here in segment number one on The Drive. We'll be right back for segment number two after this break. You are listening to The Drive on ESPN 106.7 with Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn. We'll see you on the other side. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into our number two of The Drive on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. Online at ESPNAU.com and on the ESPN 1067 app. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn here with you to bring you through hour number two of this one. And hour number two is sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic. Orthopedic Clinic is East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika or on the web at theorthoclinic.com. It is the drive couple things coming up this second hour. Going to have Dylan Cardwell of Auburn University Basketball joining us for our weekly Tiger Take segment presented by Also Brook Law Group. Also, need to tell you about the text box sponsorship as well. If you'd like to text us a question or comment, you can hit us up on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. 
You can get to us at 334-564-1840. And daily podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, an Alabama-based firm now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Jack Hutton and Coach Don Dunn here with you for the second hour. Coach, how are you today, man? we got a couple of listeners who are just tuning in now, so uh, we can we can go back and, and, and cut the rug a little bit here. I'm doing great, Jack. I appreciate you guys having me again, putting up with me. We enjoy it, man. We enjoy it. We, we talked a little bit in the first segment about coordinators. We talked some about basketball and what's going on with – uh, with Bruce Pearl's Tigers and everything like that, uh, we also talked a little X's and O's there in in the last in the last half of the hour, which I thought was a really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a couple things about defensive linemen and and how you counter that with offensive linemen. I thought that was a really neat conversation that we had. So mm-hmm. go check that out on the daily podcast of the Drive. We are going to talk with Dylan Cardwell of Auburn basketball, like we mentioned as well. We'll talk to him around five thirty, Coach couple of things going on right now in the college football world that um, you know we've talked about over the course of the last couple of days just as a, as a general fan base but you know Nick Saban out at Alabama now and I think that this gonna change the narrative in college football a little bit once again by the way I did want to mention 334-321-1390 the number to reach us love to have you be a part of the action here on the drive second hour of the drive also sponsored by the orthopedic clinic Let's get into this, though. Changing the landscape here of college football, what do you think changes now that you're starting to see some of these bigger names come out of coaching? A Nick Saban is out. A Jim Harbaugh may be next to go mm-hmm. to the NFL. You know, do you, do you see this game changing any more than it has here in the recent past? I think some. Uh, it's really changed, like we talked about, with the portal, the NIL. The type of offense people run now. I was uh, surprised talking about changes that the uh, head coach at South Alabama is leaving a head coaching position to go be a part of the Alabama staff. Uh, you know, you always, I thought, worked to be a head coach, but, you know, I'm sure the money is probably more. But uh, that surprised me. And I've noticed that a, a couple of places where some head coaches, the head coach at Buffalo, I think is also coming to Alabama. And I find that interesting. Myself, I think I would have worked hard to be a head coach. I don't think I'd have given it up unless I had to, (laughs) to take another job. But it is Alabama. It is Auburn. It is the SEC. So I do understand that part of it. Certainly so. And that's Kane Womack who comes in from South Alabama. And I think Auburn was actually involved with with that coach, with with Womack last year. May have been in some talks about with him for a little while. But it is interesting how a coordinator, you know, go into – or a head coach go into another coordinator position. It's interesting. Let's get to the phone lines very quickly. Phone lines brought to you by Skybar here on the drive at 1067 and alan is online hey alan what's going on man uh, not a whole lot i got a question for the coach about coaching um i assume back in in when you were coaching transfers were not that common i mean it happened but you didn't have the wholesale transfers like we do now correct that's very correct and there was rules that you had to sit out i believe a year when you transferred yeah you're exactly right we never had this type of thing going on thank goodness so what i'm wondering is say that the kid from the kid from alabama the defensive back who transfers in and he's in practice 
and you're going over whatever you go over as a defensive back. I don't know, schemes, et cetera. And he says, but at Alabama, Coach Saban wanted us to do this. <laughs> then what do you do as a coach? Well, I think uh, you just do the best you can and tell him, well, that's great. I respect what Coach Saban taught you, but we are going to do it this way here at Auburn. And hopefully the young man will adjust and if not, he'll probably be transferring again. You know what's going to happen. I mean, or if it hasn't already happened. You know? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Like, there'll uh, be there'll be some uh, some changes and some tough times for sure. I'm just wondering. You're going to have to be. I mean, as a coach, you're going to have to just have a whole different mindset. I, I assume that kind of goes without saying with all the new transfers coming in. But that, I just think that's going to be weird. You know, when the greatest of all time, and that was his specialty, and he says, oh, but he wants to do this way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that going over very well with, with the yeah. coach. I'm sure you probably do a little homework on that before you bring somebody in like that, Coach. Yeah, yeah but, you know, Alan's right. Uh, you know, supposedly the one of the best secondary coaches in the world, and then, then somebody else is telling him something different. It, it's, that That's interesting. Good question. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it, Alan. 334-321-1390. Coach, you getting man, we're getting our money's worth today from you. We're right, asking you all right. about scheme and everything yeah. like that. Let's I keep going it. on the drive hotline here presented by Skybar. And it's John on the line. Hey John. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Great. We're good, man. W- wanna thank the Skybar once again for supporting us calling in, but uh I let me ask you, Jack, are you the voice of Auburn High Basketball? I certainly am. Yes, sir. I want to commend you. do a heck of a job. And I know as fast-paced as those games are, that's a very <laughs> tough thing to do. But uh, it's been a very exciting team. They're about to give me a heart attack listening to you all, but mm. I'm very proud of them. Well, I appreciate that, John. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. I do need to, to shout out that program. Both of them ranked inside the top ten in the state right now. Uh, girls up at That's number right. eight, boys over at number five now as of today. And so, uh, big one tomorrow against Central. They go to Phoenix City. Uh, so, we'll, we'll have the call over on 96.3 W. Lee tomorrow. But looking forward well, to that, that one. That's fantastic because, uh, you know, when, when it's not on YouTube, I'll rely on Auburn High, you know, rely on W. Lee. And then if I have to watch the NFHS app, then I have to listen to the Central announcers. So, <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that you're going to be doing it. Well, good deal. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, should be a really good one tomorrow night. Auburn's got some players that I yep. think are going to be uh, at the very least looked at. Auburn High, that is. Um, you Don't know, they it kind of remind you of Auburn University? They're so deep, and you never know who's going to be the leading scorer from night to night. You know, it's a good point, John. It, it's and and I know. Um, not everybody fully in tune with Auburn High basketball this year, but yeah, especially the boys' team, uh, they're very deep, very balanced, and, and he's right. There's a lot of guys that score in double figures every night, and you're not really sure who's going to be the main scorer each night, but but I think that only serves to help a team uh, when you can go to multiple different guys. Right. Well, I just wanted to commend you on your broadcasting ability and uh, tell you how much I enjoyed it. John, I appreciate it, man. That means a lot uh, coming from a broadcaster. Been doing it for a few years now, and so I'm, in, I'm enjoying learning the ropes, and I'm enjoying uh, getting a little further into the career there. Well, I've been listening to it since Bullet Bob Pelham and Ron, Ron Andrew, Mayor Andrews used to call <laughs> the games in the old days, so you're doing a great job. Yeah, I'm just following up the legends, man. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Coach Scott Bagwell. 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, definitely want to shout out Coach uh, Scott Bagwell as well. Coach, no longer coach this year, actually. Scott's um, Scott's had a couple of different duties uh, going on at work now, but uh, uh, still staying up to date with Auburn High, I know. And uh, you know, we'll be doing football in the in the fall, and he'll be, of course, around the program, everything like that. So, um, yeah, definitely give a shout out to to Scott Bagwell as well. Well, thank y'all both, and y'all doing a great job. All right, appreciate it, John. Hey, thank you for that, man. Really appreciate that. That's uh, that's some kind words there from John Collin, and I appreciate uh, him listening. And yeah, just to to one more time, just to give a shout out to Auburn High Hoops. They'll be playing Central tomorrow night, so we'll be on WLE ninety six three at five thirty. We'll bring you the action, and uh, got a couple teams that should be playoff bound this year. So looking yeah, forward for to sure. it. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting time of year. It was overtime the last time they played, correct? It was overtime uh, the last time Auburn something? and Central yeah. played. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the girls get out with um, the girls don't have uh, one of their main scorers, Soraya Daniels, that night, and mm-hmm. and they drop a tough one to Central. But it's really interesting, you know. Soraya is a player that. Uh, is an Auburn signee. She scores anywhere from about 20 to 25 points a game. And so Auburn was missing that that night, and they keep the game within seven points. And so yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a roster full of talent, I think, that can compete with just about anybody, even without their main scorer. So going to be interesting to see what happens when you add mm-hmm. her back to the mix. Um, and then, yeah, the, the guys' game last time was a double overtime thriller <laughs> that was just uh, – that's, that's a broadcaster's dream to be oh, able yeah. to call something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, so enjoyed that. Appreciate the kind words there, John. 334-321-1390 is a number to reach us. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn here uh, in place of Bill Cameron and Dan Peck today. Um, Bill off doing uh, some leave, and then Dan Peck is off uh, broadcasting for Troy Women's Basketball. So uh, appreciate them having us step in. Uh, getting close to time here where we're going to talk with Dylan Cardwell. Got about 15 more minutes before we do that. Um Coach Dunn, I know we – and, again, we were talking right before we went on, but um, it, it seems like college football, the landscape, has been changing for a lot over the last few years, and I think it's going to continue to. You know, I thought Alan brought up a really good point when he was on. Um, you know, just your thoughts to, to kind of what Alan Alan's comments were earlier as, you know, as this college football landscape continues to change. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's definitely changed. Uh, a lot of the old school coaches are no longer in it, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, Coach Saban, uh, he retired. A lot of people thought he'd go another three or four years. But with the NIL and the portal, it is just unbelievable the change since I even coached, which has been about six years ago, Uh it's a full-time job every day, 365. Like we talked earlier, you have to have special people on your staff that only do certain things, the portal, the NIL, the high school recruiting, uh, the on-campus recruiting. Uh, then you have your game planning, your film work, your practice, the weight room, the nutrition it has really changed. So I can understand why the, the staffs are so big now with all the analysts and, and extra work. But, yeah, and, and with the offense, it's changed. Look what Coach Saban did. He, he hated to spread the hurry up. Yeah. But he adapted, and then he became one of the best with the quarterbacks and the receivers that they had during that period. But, you know, that's the biggest change I've seen is the, the spread offense, the hurry up, 
the run and shoot, whatever you want to call it, the uh, you know the the Mike Leach, Malzahn type things, Hugh Freeze to a, a, a point, and then with the NIL and the portal, it's and and the time and the calendar of the recruiting has changed. Uh, so, yeah, and I think it's going to continue to change, and I also think something's going to have to be done. Or you're going to have a lot of burnout with coaches. They're making a lot of money, so they some of them can afford to get out. Which, you know, back when I coached, I think we got paid through March. <laughs> we got fired in December. You only made a couple of gold bars a yeah, month, didn't right, you? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> Jack Hutton and Coach Don Dunn here with you on the drive. Got a break, and then we're going to get into Tiger Takes, uh, getting joined by Dylan Cardwell at 5.30, so stick around for that. We'll get to a break, come right back, continue this conversation, and then get into that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 106.7. It's time to stop. Be a part of The Drive. Call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive in the ESPN 106.7 studios. Auburn Opelika's The Drive, once again on ESPN 106.7, online at ESPNAU.com and on the ESPN 106.7 app. Daily podcast of The Drive presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, an Alabama-based firm now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more if you'd like to Text us a question or comment. Hit us up on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You can text 334-564-1840 for that. And if you'd like to reach us and just have a chat with us on air, 334-321-1390. That's the number to reach us here on the drive on ESPN 106.7. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn here with you. Got about 15 minutes before our weekly Tiger Takes segment where we'll talk with Auburn center Dylan Cardwell, who had a big game last night, 12.6 rebounds, and uh, really was kind of a spark plug for that team. Coach, did you get to watch the game much at all last night? I know that's past I, your bedtime. I, I watched the first half, and uh, I fell asleep. And then I woke up in the middle of the night like old people do, and I checked my phone and – so we won pretty convincingly, yep. and it was pretty convincing yeah. after yeah. about after about eh, about halfway through the first half. Those eight o'clock time. games, I know they're tough, especially on the road for the student athletes. I know they fly, but still, they probably didn't get in bed till two or three in the morning. It's just the way it is, and uh, but it sure beats bussing like we used to do. It sure, <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, especially after a loss. I wouldn't want to be on a yeah on a a bus on a four hour bus ride back with an angry head coach. <laughs> That's I've been there, and it's no fun. You try to go to the back of the bus yeah, and stay absolutely. away. We got a couple things going on in the sporting world uh, this coming weekend. Of course, everything going on with Auburn. Of course, you got basketball against Ole Miss mm-hmm. this weekend, men's right. basketball. Women's basketball taking on Alabama this weekend, like yep. we mentioned. Yep. Uh, you always got recruiting happening, and we talked a good bit about that. A couple other things happening in the sporting world right now. We talked about this a little bit over the break, but NFL playoffs coming up. Yeah. Uh, um, Coach, you got any favorites in that? Who do you like in that? I know, well, you, I know you don't get into it a lot during the regular season. Well, you know, during coaching, uh, I never got to watch hardly any pro football until, you know, around the playoffs or the Super Bowl. But I've watched a little more this year, especially the Sunday afternoon game, watch a couple of minutes of it. But I'm pulling for the Detroit Lions. Absolutely. I love their coach. He's an old school uh, old lineman. Uh, they haven't won in a million years. 
But I like Tampa Bay, too, who they're playing. And uh, my son's a big Green Bay Packer fan. How and why, I don't know. But uh, And he probably doesn't even know they're playing. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm pulling for Detroit. I'm pulling for whoever goes up and plays in Buffalo uh, in, in <laughs> the next bless few them. weeks. My goodness. I mean, you're getting below zero temperatures. And snow again today. And then you're getting fans who come out with no shirts and drinking beer the whole time, uh, like you mentioned. Yeah, they're they're tough. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's all those videos, and, and I, I love yeah. the, the videos of the, the fans who will be trudging through the stands just pushing the blizzard yeah, snow they out of the up, way. Yeah, they opened up open seating, which I've never heard of. They opened the gates. They were sprinting out there like they the students you know to get into a basketball game when they open the student section and like you said no shirts drinking beer the beer was freezing it was miserable but they won yes they did well and that's a that's a big home field advantage when you go up there and do that you ever play in a you ever play your coaching or maybe not snow but just a real bad weather game like i don't know how many people know it, but i coached at montana state for four years and uh my wife and i were talking about it this past weekend we played Idaho one day in Bozeman, Montana, in November. I think the temperature was 20-something below without the wind chill. She had on a ski outfit, a parka, and a thermos of hot chocolate, but I think there was some snops in that hot chocolate. <laughs> and she said she liked to froze to death. I couldn't move. I had so many clothes on. And uh, we lost, which didn't help. But that is the most miserable I've ever been in my life. I can imagine. And that. I and those kids up there from Montana, they it, they didn't bat an eye. No, it's funny. I, it, to believe it or not, I've I've actually my sister lives up in Montana. I've got a, really? I've got a sibling who lives up there. Uh, she, you know, of course, we grew up down here, and so um, we went up to visit her a couple of weeks ago, and. Got back and I was I was freezing after skiing, man. I was shaking, yeah. and she walks in like nothing's nothing's wrong. What's the big deal? Yeah, it's, and you know I would recruit up through Montana and drive everywhere, and during the winter I'd go by a school, elementary school. The kids would be out there recess. It'd be ten below. The teachers sitting out there with them. They're running around, and they're tough. They're resilient. They but, just they get after it up there, yeah, don't yeah. they? And, and a beautiful state, man. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, 334-321-1390 is a number to reach us here on the drive. Got about five minutes until Dylan Cardwell of Auburn Basketball will join us here on our weekly Tiger Take segment presented by Also Brook Law Group on the web at thealsolaw.com. Appreciate them for supporting Tiger Takes here on the drive. We have talked a little bit of basketball. We've talked a little bit of football. We've talked a little recruiting, even talked some NFL football. Coach, I know you – are, uh, you're from Kentucky originally, right, Louisville. right around that Cincinnati area. I know that the the Reds this season we're about to get into baseball season here too. What can you tell? Can you give us a scouting report on well, the Reds? I, I don't. I really can't. But I am a big Reds fan, and I, as we were talking earlier, I was very fortunate to grow up in Louisville during the '70s with the Big Red Machine, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, uh, you know Tony Perez, uh, Concepcion. The great red machine, you know, they won two in a row back-to-back, had the thrilling game against Boston with, uh, with a home run yep. in the sixth game. And uh, Joe Morgan, what a player. 
pop the old wing out when he was batting. I love the Reds. Uh, they haven't been too good lately, but I think they're getting better. They got some good young players. Yeah, that's kind of a theme with the NF- the MLB right now, especially with, of course, fans around here. You've got the Braves who have kind of just really leaned into that young talent and in seemingly it's been more of a we're going to build through our farm system <laughs> right. and then just fill these holes. And I think there is a lot of MLB teams that are starting to do that right now. Yeah, and the Reds aren't a big market like we were talking earlier. They, they don't have a lot of money. And, you know, they, they would lose some players that used to really make me mad because they were, weren't able to pay the salaries. You know, but uh, I think Joey Votto, I think that's how you pronounce it, he mm-hmm. finally left. He was one of the great players in the past. And I know they got some young, exciting players, but, you know, hopefully they'll get back in it. I remember when I was growing up, the Braves were the ones that were down on their luck, and then they started winning. And I had a roommate in college. He was a big a Braves fan. He always wore an old the old Braves hat, had a toothpick in his mouth. And he, every time he'd go by, he'd say, go Braves. There you go. I caught the, I caught the tail end of the – the Turner Sports when they were on there, yeah, and then America's team. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I caught the tail end of it. I got a few Braves stories growing up. I know. Um, yeah. That, the first time I really saw a Braves game, I remember. I can't remember. I can't even remember who it was. But first time I ever watched a Braves game, I remember I hit a walk off grand slam. So wow. That was the first time I had ever seen any any MLB baseball, yeah. and and that was my first game as as an Atlanta. And what Braves was the fan. third baseman that was there in the old days? I loved him uh, for the Braves. It was a Chipper. Talking about Chipper Jones. No, I'm, I him? liked him too, but it was another guy. I will think a caller will probably call in with it. Yeah, there you go. He's we'll, kind of a hard nosed, stocky kid. We'll get educated on on something yeah. around here at some point. Um, getting getting close to our bottom of the hour break here. Where uh, just a reminder, we will talk with Dylan Cardwell from Auburn basketball here. Uh, probably should be back by now from Nashville. I believe they're back on campus. Got back uh, pretty late last night, and so we'll be able to to get him and look ahead to this Auburn game coming up against Ole Miss this week and a familiar face coming to town for uh, for the Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah. Alan Flanagan. Yeah, and his uh, dad. Back in Auburn Arena for the first time since last season. Coach, I'm hoping, at least from myself, I'm, I'm hoping that Auburn fans – uh, treat treat the Flanagans pretty well <laughs> as they come back. You know, this is a guy who who played here for four and years, and he graduated, and, so that's a little yeah. different. Yeah, I think. And plus, with his dad going, you got to understand that. Yeah, but, uh, but absolutely, the yeah. jungle will be welcoming him. I'm, I'm sure. sure they will. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll have a couple of things to say. Yeah, uh, some colorful language maybe going oh, yeah. on in the oh, stands. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just I'm hoping that you know you get a guy like you said. He, he graduated from Auburn. Um, this is a guy who who played for Auburn for a few years, and you know there's stories that go on that you know maybe a fan hears and they go oh, that, that doesn't really leave a great taste in your mouth. But um, you know I, I I just think that if it's a guy that really gave you a lot of time, you know I hope that Auburn does him well. Did it the other night with Bo Nix when he came yes, back to the basketball game. Impressive. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. And I was very happy that they did acknowledge him. Uh, but yeah. It's different if he left after one year or two years, but you know the young man graduated and his dad left and took a job, and that's that's quite an honor to be able to play for your dad. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So hoping that uh, Auburn welcomes him pretty well. Let's go ahead and get to our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we'll have our weekly Tiger Take segment. It'll be Dylan Cardwell calling us and joining us at the bottom of the hour. Hey, love to have you be a part of the action on the show here as well. 334-321-1390. No Bill Cameron or Dan Peck today. It's Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn sitting in with you as we roll on on the Thursday Drive. 
Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 1067 here in the Auburn Network Studios. Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn filling in for Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. Bill off with some leave. Dan on his way to Troy Women's Basketball to cover that tonight. So it is us two in the studio. Have enjoyed having Coach in here. ESPN 1067's The Drive is online at ESPNAU.com on the ESPN 1067 app as well. Text us a question or comment at uh, The Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You can text us at 334-564-1840. Number to reach us is 334-321-1390. And it's time now for our weekly Tiger Takes segment brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. Earlier today, uh, well, not earlier today, but today we're joined by Dylan Cardwell, Auburn Center. Dill, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Man, we're doing great. Uh, so you guys just get off of a big trip to Vanderbilt, and it's a gym that I know you've played in before, but we hear all about how tough it is to shoot in that gym, how tough it is to play. What's it like to go up there to get a big win over a team in, in a gym like that? You know, it's just refreshing. You know, we're in a really good spot. They have a really, really good win streak. We have really good team chemistry, and it was just been tough. You know, going and you know, if we underperformed and lose that game, it would have been a game that hurt us. But thankfully, you know, we had some amazing Auburn fans and family show up and support us and show up. Uh, you know, despite um, in spite of the you know bad weather and stuff, people still traveled and came to that game. But it was a huge win, and I really just appreciated you know the coaching staff and their and their adjustments that we made in that win. Dylan, tell us about a little bit of, of what you were going through last night. You had a really good performance. Um, I think I, I saw you with 12.6 rebounds, I believe, was your final line. Um, and I know it's a role that you've been used to the last few years coming off the bench, but, I mean, it, it seems like you've picked up your st- your style of play this year a lot. Um, what do you think's been the key to that this year, of, of just being a little bit more productive on the offensive end, really, and the defensive end? Yeah, probably just, you know, being free mentally, and not putting so much pressure on myself and realizing that God put me in this situation for a reason and that, you know, if he called me to it, he can call me through it. So at the end of the day, just not putting too much pressure on myself and being where my feet are and not thinking too much about the future and not thinking too much about the past. Um, has been a more freeing experience rather than, you know, looking at every game like a Super Bowl and having those butterflies and those thoughts, you know, go through my head. What's different about this year's team than, uh, than than teams that you've been on here at Auburn in the past, Dylan? I know that uh, you've got a lot of the same guys around you, but you also bring in a couple of new guys. You bring in Denver this year, who's um, who's in his first year as an Auburn Tiger. Of course, Aiden, new to the group this year. I mean, talk to us about kind of how this team uh, is different from Auburn teams you've been a part of. Yeah, well, the obvious answer is that we're all close, but the answer, what I want to talk about is just how much we share the ball. You know, I've never been on a team that shares the ball this much. You know, um, that's, why we, that's why we've kind of fallen short these past couple of years because, you know, we're so, we used to be so reliant on, you know, two to three scores. And if those two or three guys didn't, had an off night, then the whole team was just, we all had an off night. But this year, you know, we can, we can afford to have two or three guys have an off night and we can still win a basketball game. And that's what the, that's what the most amazing part about this team is that we share the ball so much that we don't need to depend on, you know, one singular person or two people, in fact, to, to kind of like take us to the promised land. Dylan, I got I got a big question. This is probably the most important question I'll ask you today. Was it a dunk last night or was it a layup? Which one was it? <laughs> it, 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 it was 
in my personal opinion. <laughs> um, a layup, you don't touch the rim. I touch the rim. So there you go. That was a dunk. I um, love it. Yeah, I, we'll go with that. I, I'll be I'll be able to shout that out. Yeah, I've never seen someone lay the ball up and touch the rim. So or grab the rim, matter of fact. So I'm claiming the dunk. Um, but yeah, the ball took out of my hand. I can't control that. But it was definitely a dunk attempt. It was funny, man. It was, and it and it looked good because the whole way you thought, "Oh my gosh, it's gonna get thrown down," and then and then it just it took a little bit longer to get in. That's all. That's all it did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talking with Dylan Cardwell, Auburn center for the Auburn basketball squad. Auburn gets a big eighty to sixty five win last night over the Vanderbilt Commodores up in Nashville. Dylan, what was the crowd like last night? I know you mentioned it really quickly, uh, but it seemed like there was a really good Auburn showing there. Yeah, it's like a home game for real. Like- uh, they were loud. We were louder than they were. Um, it was just it was just amazing to see you know the Auburn family travel that far. But like we had a whole Auburn section behind our bench, and that's just really huge, you know. And they had defensive chance going on. They had the Auburn Tigers chance going on. It just felt like a, a true home game. The the benches, of course, at Memorial Gym, and I, I know I've, I've talked to you about kind of uh, the difference in the the gyms and and what goes on there, but. You know, you get the bench in the end zone, get that kind of down in on the on the baseline right there. I know that's different. I mean, just is it weird doing that, or is it just kind of like another thing that you know, okay, well, we'll we'll do it and we'll go on. But that, that's got to be odd to you a little bit. It was weird my first year, um, like my first my freshman year was super weird. But like this year, it's actually the game's more enjoyable. You know, the game's kind of more enjoyable from those courtside seats. Because, you know, you feel like you're not even at a basketball game. Like, you feel like you're not playing in a basketball game because you're just watching it. That's really neat. Yeah, and I think that's really cool just because you it's it's hard for you to, to kind of picture watching an SEC game, really, because you're usually just on the sidelines right in it, and now you're back in the baseline. You're looking at one. You're just kind of watching Well, I think that's really interesting. Uh, Jay, Dylan, is there, a, is there a player on this team this year that you think have taken a really big step outside of yourself? I, I know – um, you and I talked about a minute ago. I think you've taken a big step this year. Is there another guy on this team that, that maybe has been here, or maybe a new guy even, that you've seen take a big step in improvement this year? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously Trey stepped it up amazingly and been a true point guard. But, you know, I want to talk about Janai as a teammate. You know, Janai has, you know, he has had to take off the reins a bit for this, this year to share the ball a little bit more. But he's been an amazing leader and leading by example, leading with his words and leading with his work ethic, you know. That's something that the fans don't see. And I just want to give Denias Flowers that, you know, he's been a huge help to me in this year and that we're we're, we're each other's biggest fans and, and there's no <clears throat> there's no jealousy or envy with each other even though we share a minute, you know. But I just want to take the time to really a, a, applaud his improvement as a leader and that's something that should really be awarded. All right, so Auburn does get the win over Vanderbilt last night. Dylan, let's, let's transition now into what's coming up for this squad you come back home this Saturday, and you get Ole Miss coming into town. I know you're going to have um, a familiar face on that squad that comes in to visit you. What do you guys see in Ole Miss? Um, what's what's the scout on Ole Miss right now, and, and what are you guys planning on? Yeah, you know, those, those, those top four guys, you know, the, uh, the two guards, Morell and, and Murray, Alan Flanagan and Jamie Brickfield, it's a, a very hard, you know, it's a very hard four offensive players to stop. But at the end of the day, um, they don't have the depth that we do. And, you know, the goal is just to be the more physical team for 40 minutes. So that's really pretty much it. They have two amazing shot blockers um, in the paint. But, you know, we're, we're ready for that. Dylan, tell us about how different it is at, at Auburn Arena, uh, well, at Neville Arena, than, than a lot of other places in the SEC. I, I know that 
Uh, Neville has a reputation for being a tough place to play, obviously, but just what's different about your home gym versus when you go on the road? Man, just the appreciation of the fans. You know, um, they're in the game just as much as we are. They're, they're flying around just as much as we are, and, you know, they get insanely loud. You know, and sometimes they get loud at things that we don't even think should be getting loud for. The gooey fries, I think they've got, for our last game, they got more loud for the gooey fries than they did the whole game. And it was just an insane thing to see. But they, they're really passionate fans. And I'm just grateful to have, you know, play. I'm grateful to play for a university that has fans like that because not everybody's blessed to do that. Talking with Dylan Cardwell of the Auburn University basketball squad, backup center for the Tigers. Heck, man, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm not giving you your flowers on that, calling you backup center. But, um, man, I, I think, Dill, you could probably start in most teams in the country, but you've been a guy that uh, has been pretty loyal to this program throughout. Uh, what do you enjoy most about just being at a, at a school like Auburn? Um, what's, been the, what's been the main factor for in the era of, of the transfer portal, in the era of, of uh, you know, instant gratification? You know, what's it like being at the same school for a while and, and really seeing the fruits of your labor start to show up here? Yeah, you know, I, I I was told in high school you want to choose a a, a four a forty year school, not a four year school. And a lot of high school players, you know, they want to choose a school they could be one and done at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I didn't want to be I didn't want to go to a school where you know I was just another you know NBA prospect. I was just another player. I wanted to be a school where you know thirty, forty, fifty years down the line that you know I'll still be remembered here in the in, in, in the in the streets and still be remembered here in the hallways of the, of the classrooms and stuff like that. I just fell in love with the idea of the Auburn family. And, you know, a lot of people, they graduate, they leave their respective schools and, begin, and kind of get forgotten. And personally, I don't really care about getting forgotten, but at the end of the day, you have Auburn family. Like, they're a member of people, like, they're like, they a member of people from, you know, the, the, the 70s, the 80s. They have, like, Brian Smith and stuff like that. Like, this is a family we're talking about. And I just fell in love with the community. That's kind of what's kept me here at the end of the day. Like, I never really thought about transferring. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to give up the network of Auburn University and, and, and the amazingness that has came from it and how I've gotten war eagles in Alaska. I've gotten war eagles in New York. I've gotten war eagles in Israel. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten war eagles everywhere I've been. There's not a place I haven't stepped a foot where there's ever been, where there's not been an Auburn, uh, an Auburn alum. And just having that network, having that family, you know, when the boss house bouncing one day, it's just powerful. And it's just been amazing to see, you know, how many people I've, I've met across the across the United States to have going to Auburn and stuff like that. And pretty much how, how much they show love to their former athletes. You know, I just, I just love, I, that's what I fell in love with. Like basketball never really kept me committed here. Um, there were times where it was hard. There were times where, you know, I, I did start to question, but at the end of the day, like I fell in love with the school and that's what kind of kept me here is my love for Auburn. Talking with one more time, Dylan Cardwell of the Auburn basketball team. They get a big win over Vanderbilt last night. They come into this next weekend against Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss coming in as one of the better one of the better records in the conference right now. We talked to him a little bit about what he can expect out of them. Um, Dylan, I don't I don't mean to make you look ahead here, but but let's look ahead. Let's let's go a little bit into the future. Um, you know, I, I asked you about what you see different from this team this year, and you know we've seen the last few years where. Um, you guys will go – you guys play really well in the regular season and you play really well maybe in the first round of the NCAA tournament um, and, and then you get something that happens there in the second round where you just can't quite pull that out. What do you think's different about this year's squad? I mean, do you think that that's been addressed on this team this year? Yeah. Um, you know, just speak to that if you would. There's just – in the past year, I'm just going to be blunt, there hasn't been any, you know, offensive depth. 
you know, like I said, we're not relying on two to three players to get the job done. We're relying on the whole team. That's kind of the biggest thing. Like, you know, um, when we played Miami, you know, if, if, if we didn't have Jabari and Wynn get going or Jabari, Wynn and Walker get going, we lost as a team. But this year, you know what I'm saying, we don't have to have, we don't have to have Janai and, 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 and Aiden to get going when we have Trey and Chad and, and guys like that and KD. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a different guy every night. And that's the most powerful thing in college basketball because we're a hard team to scout. It's easy to scout a team like we were in the past two years where we just had two offensive scores and everybody else was just, you know, role glue guys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that, Dylan. And defensively, I think, um, and this is just a personal observation from me, but I've noticed that um, in the past few years since you've been here, you've had a real big emphasis on on fundamental defense at the rim. Um, I've always thought you've been one of the better guys at going straight up when he gets to the rim and, and understanding, you know, I'm 6'11", and I'm, and I'm bigger than most guys that are going to come down here. Uh, defensively, what do you think has been the best part of your game and, and then the best part of the team's game this year? Yeah. Um, to be honest, we were surprised at how good of a defensive team we were because in the summer we were so awful at defense. We were really one of the worst teams that I've ever seen in defense. I don't know what clicked for us, um, but we were really bad. We were, we were, we were, we used to score so much in practice. It was not even funny, but I think the best thing I do is probably, you know, I, I can personally guard one through five and I love guarding ball screens. Ball screens are my favorite thing to guard because it's kind of like a trap and it gets the, it keeps the offensive player on their toes. So I'd probably say ball screen defense is probably my favorite thing to do. And as far as the team, um, shoot, probably, I don't know. I don't know about the team. Um, we're trying to become better. We're trying to become better at the team defense and not not allowing much one on one drives. So that's where we need to. I guess that's the next step. Yeah, and I think that that's I think that that's beginning to show itself. One more for you, Dylan, before we let you go here. Who's crazier, KD or Chad Baker Mazzara? Which one you think uh, would would win in us in an old school cat fight? <laughs> I don't know. They're both crazy. That's they're they're both insane. Like they're they're just so they're both hard headed. They're both got to be right. I, that's a great question that I cannot answer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I appreciate you at least trying to answer. I think it's a question that uh, we don't need necessarily need answered. I think a lot of Auburn fans are just fine with them doing their own thing. Dylan, man, we appreciate it. Um, we appreciate you coming on every week and, and joining us here. Um, looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, War Eagle. All right, War Eagle. That's Dylan Cardwell, Auburn center. Auburn gets the big win over Vanderbilt last week, 80-65. to Coach Dunn, anything you heard there from, from Dylan Cardwell that uh, that you were particularly interested in there? I like the way he said we on every question. Uh, he's excited for his teammates. He complimented everyone, and that's what we were talking about earlier, that bond, uh, that – you know, the, the team, the team, the team. And they do play good defense now. I don't know how they were in the summer, but I think he's a, a fine young man, very good representative of Auburn. I like the comment where he said, I picked a school for 40 years, not four years. Yeah. The Auburn family, he's a, he's a bright light. And I do not know the young man, but he seems like a great first-class kid. Need to get to one more break here on the drive. We will uh, we'll hit that break, and then it looks like we're going to head to the phone lines afterwards. But let's get to our final break here on the drive, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. This is the third day edition of The Drive with Jack Hudden and Coach Don Dunn. We'll see you on the other side of this break. 
This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. 